Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. back in the saddle baby what's up everybody joining us live on twitch and also hello to any future listeners who are listening to this on a podcast this is i love improv with trent dozier i am the titular trent dozier happy to be back after a month off uh ready to get back in the swing of the improv things and we have a great guest for you tonight but first we got to uh Take care of the uh, the pleasantries, the business, if you will. Uh, I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is, of course, a part of the Trident Network. Uh, if you're turn- tuned in live right now, you're watching on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network. This is the Trident Network's uh, Twitch channel. There are tons of other shows that stream uh, on the Trident Network other than ju- just this show. And if you subscribe by hitting this purple button somewhere down here uh if you Mm -hmm. subscribe to the uh trident network twitch you can be alerted when all the other uh trident network shows go live and that's pretty cool the trident network of course is a three-pronged provider of entertainment that includes live shows such as this uh podcasts such as this and pre-recorded shows such as this this is the perfect (laughs) show yay uh okay if you're joining us live right now and you're in the chat uh say what's up to yourself and also say what's up as always to the technical producer of the show the leader of the trident network my close personal friend val agnew what's up val what's up mr mayor (laughs) yeah i'm the mayor of improv uh, I'll be running for re-election again. Uh, I hope everybody votes for me. Uh, I would love that. Uh, Val, how you doing? <laughs> haven't haven't seen you in a month. Uh, how was your Halloween? Uh, it was great. I dressed as the Parent Trap with my podcast co-host Allie. We love Allie. Um, we love D commentaries. Yes. Everybody, check out D commentaries. You know what? This is a great reminder. The ad at the beginning of this podcast is going to be the D commentaries ad. Perfect. Aw, thanks, buddy. I love decommentaries. Actually, your show, this show right here, was the ad on decommentaries episode that came out yesterday. I actually did hear because I listened and I the episode started with me and I was like, wait, what's up? But then I figured it out. <laughs> we love cross-promotion here at the Trident <laughs> Network. <laughs> That's what the Trident Network... The Trident Network's main goal is to cross-promote the show's... And then if yep. if viewership rises, great. But the main goal is cross promotion. Um, That's right. There's a bunch of cool stuff coming up at the Trident Network. Actually, uh, on Monday is it is this is it every Monday? Val, stupid game, stupid prizes. 
No, it is this coming Monday. The following Monday is the Witching Hour. Oh, yes, of course. Well, Stupid yeah. Games, Stupid Prizes will be streaming this Monday on Twitch, and the Witching Hour will be streaming next Monday on Twitch. But both of those are great shows. Um, of course, if you're a subscriber, like I just talked about, uh, you'll be able to see when uh, those shows are going live every single time. You'll be able to see when this show's going live. Um, so you should check out Stupid Games, Stupid Prizes on Monday. It's a great show. Uh, always fun. Um, also, Val... Uh, debuting on Thursday, November 17th, is a new Twitch show called Pilot Season, created by the Trident Network's own Ryan Burkett, someone who I think is very funny. I love Ryan. Um, Val, why don't you tell us a little more about Pilot Season, something that I think a lot of our uh, listeners and viewers might be interested in. Yes, Pilot Season is going to be real fun. It is... Basically, there's going to be three improvisers and three writers in every episode, and they'll rotate, so there will be different people in each uh, episode. And in each and every episode, an entire sitcom pilot will be conceptualized Mm. via improv and quick writing Mm. and a lot of creative direction. So Mm. it's going to be a fun, wacky time, and who knows? Maybe we'll actually make some of these pilots into something real afterwards. Wow. Oh, that's that's a fun little tease at the end there. Uh, (laughs) So tune in November 17th. That's when the the premiere of pilot season happens. also, a huge change in my life. You might notice that I have no beard, only a mustache. That's because I was Wario for Halloween. Not Mario, I was Wario. Uh, but that's a tale for another day. We're moving on to some improv, baby. That's why we're here. Because not only do I love improv, not only does Val love improv, not only do all of you listening or watching love improv, but this week's guest also loves improv. Val, should we bring her on? Is it time? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, This week's guest is someone who is like, uh, can best be described as like a true joy, uh, a true like light of joy. Anytime you're in their orbit, you are bound to be uh, having your spirits lifted. Uh, So everybody be ready to have your spirits lifted right now. If you're watching live in the chat, please say what's up to this week's guest, Taylor Overstreet. Hello, Taylor. That is so nice. Well, you know. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the compliments yet. <laughs> that is so nice. I know. I I I think um I think it's true, which is why I said it. I don't like to lie on this show. I only like to tell the truth I, about my I friends. I respect and, it. And I got to say, Taylor, I that's how I feel about you. Anytime I'm around you, I'm just like, okay, good. The, some positivity in the world. I from, feel the same about friend. you. Oh, well, thank you. I really do. Like that, uh, Honestly, that's probably why we get along so well. I think so. I think so. Yes! Friendship! And I uh, do love improv, and when I was promoting this show, I specifically said, I wondered, should I say this? This is the first show I will be doing in two and a half years, but that's actually a lie. I did do a few Zoom shows in 2020, and maybe one in 2021 when well, my son was like three months old. But what? I'm back, baby. Yeah. What What is this show if not Zoom improv? You know. I know. You know. So, so the way I'm I very look at comfortable it, on Zoom. The way I look at it is, you haven't been doing improv for two and a half years. You've been training for this show for two and a half years. Amen. So it's perfect. Yes. Uh, you said all right. It. Well, 
Taylor and I are going to do some improv for all of you tuning in, which I'm very excited to do. But of course, in order for Taylor and us, uh, for Taylor and myself to do a scene, first we will need a suggestion. Now, um, all suggestions are great suggestions. Uh, however, at I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, we like to get a specific style of suggestion. So if you were going to make the suggestion of like a, a porcupine, Instead of saying porcupine, we're looking for something more along the lines of uh, Trent and Taylor are porcupine farmers, and they're also twins, and Taylor <laughs> Taylor has a bad leg, and, and they're fighting for control of their uh, family porcupine farm. Whatever. Something like that. Something thick Let's with some, do that. some meat on the bone. <laughs> no, that one's burned. You guys okay. can't use that one. Um, <laughs> although that would have been a great scene. Would have been a great scene. All right. Tough to see it go. Um, now, uh, before, uh, before you start throwing out your suggestions, um, because it's such a robust suggestion and we'll be, uh, you know, playing these characters for some time, uh, something that I have found helpful is that, um, if you know Taylor or myself, you might have a better idea of like what type of scene or characters you want to see us do. So if you know both of us already, please feel free, throw your suggestion in the chat, uh, already. But if you have never seen Taylor improvise, I am about to tell Taylor and everyone listening or watching, uh, what I love about Taylor as an improviser, and that might help inform you what type of scene you would like to see or what type of character you would like to see Taylor play. But either way, she's about to get compl- complimented right now. Uh, so, Taylor, are you ready to receive? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I am a strong believer that I feel like um, people can, like, play play characters and stuff on stage and 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 make it work but like the the core person who you are off stage is who you are on stage as well and i feel like that's really true with you like i said in my personal life whenever i'm around you taylor i feel like good and i feel like positive vibes from you not just towards me but like towards the world and like you're a you're someone who's like picking everybody up and I feel watching you do improv I feel the exact same way I have never talked to anybody who's been on a team with you who's been like well actually the problem with this team is Taylor she's a nightmare to deal with like you're a wonderful teammate off stage and then so so clearly on stage you are also like a great grounding focal point for everybody to kind of orbit around. And like, if stuff starts getting too crazy, we can always just be like, okay, well, let's, let's see, let's check in on Taylor. She'll help everybody get back on track. Um, On top of that, I think your style of humor is not one that was often seen within the Chicago improv community in the time that I was there, which to me, I feel like really made you stand out to, to me more than like a lot of other people because a lot of people who were funny were funny in the same type of way but you are more like even you're a mother now and taylor uh spoiler alert is pregnant no one can see very this much now, so yeah she's about she's about to pop with her second few weeks um mm-hmm. and i feel like even before that you just had like this kind of like motherly humor which i can't even man it's so hard to explain but it's like it's not like it's not like literal mom humor. Oh, man, I feel like now I'm digging myself a hole. But the way you play is so just, like, genuine 
and like you're not going for jokes. You know what I mean? You're like speaking to the truth. That I, I found like it. taking care of people. Yes, I found it. You're you really speak to the truth of whatever is happening in any scene. The scene could be, you know, aliens on Mars and you'd still ground it in a in a in a true way that's also funny and like you are not someone who's like, well, here's the funniest thing I could possibly say. You're someone who I think plays like me and reacts to stuff that's happening naturally and you're letting the funny happen naturally and like I feel like not enough people play like that or try to do that and it's honestly something that I'll catch myself saying something that's more of like a one-liner and it doesn't really get any reaction and I'm like why did I do that I don't like doing that anyway and like I don't know you you just seem like someone to me who's so sure of themselves and like you said you like to take care of other people and I think that's why people love to play with you and to watch you and like yeah okay the last thing I'll say is I don't think maybe there was a mashup somewhere but I can't remember you and I ever playing together no so, we have not okay that's what I thought we definitely have I am not. like I am so on a personal note so excited to get to do this with you because like I said you're someone who I who I have admired as an improviser for quite some time and um, I feel like you and I are both of the people who like to take care of people on stage. So, you know, maybe I'll sit back, let you take care of me a little bit. Who knows? I'm pumped, too. But I'll be taking Can't... care of you as well. I appreciate that. That Well, thank you for all of that. That is, again, that is so kind. Uh, I, can, I, can I say a few things that came to mind while you were talking? Fine. Okay. If it's about me, fine, but preferably well, not. Well, what one is and one isn't in another one isn't if I, if I have time to say three things <laughs> say your three um, things okay you so when you, you you talked about uh playing like i play characters that are really similar to who i am in life mm -hmm. and i agree with that and i think that's what i'm like it comes naturally to me and it's what i'm comfortable doing yeah um but mm -hmm. i like my second year of improv classes this is when i still lived in austin I had a teacher who told me basically the same thing uh -huh. and said, and like we, we had this class where he wanted me to, um, the, the assignment was like, everyone had to play something that was completely like opposite them. And he gave them like very specific prompts. Mm -hmm. And so he said, I want your inspiration to be a mom. And this is 10 years before I became a mom, <sighs> a mom who would put out her cigarettes on her child. And I started crying. I started crying before I did the scene. I mean, I was just like, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I, I really just, you know, I, uh, and then he was like, you don't have to actually do that, but that's, you know, mm -hmm. like use that as your energy. Yeah. And it, uh, and it was burned into my brain mm -hmm. uh, for the rest of that class and mm -hmm. for many months after. And I still, yeah, it's like, it's, it, not it is fun to like think about, okay, how can I tap into that? That is, it's just like a character trait. I'm not going to actually do that, yeah. but um, you know, like you can, uh, like people, I don't know, people are, are layered and people mess up and it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's fun to kind of think about like what, like how you can stretch yourself. And I think why I'm so excited to play with you. I do think we both take care of people, but in like, you are, you are so, when you mentioned like when things kind of get wacky and like, I can be this grounding force. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm trying to think like, how can I tap more into wacky town? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I love, I mean, I feel like when y'all were in town and Nia gave me the rundown of the show that the Dinks did that John could not do, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, Trent played the tale of a dog. It was great. Was like, of course, yes, that like that kind of supportive, like wacky energy is something I uh, I always like want to kind of tap into. It's something that feels like outside of 
not even outside my comfort zone, just like outside of what uh, my my whole deal, I guess. Yeah. And so I love, like, I'm super excited to play with you because I think, again, we, uh, yeah, like we we want to take care of people and we would have a totally different, like, way of coming at that. Yeah. So I think it's going to be very fun. Well, with the right suggestion, we might be tapping yes. into Wacky Town here tonight. Um, I love it. Also, the rumors are true. Taylor is married to John Jones, who is, of course, on the most often discussed team on this podcast, Fair <laughs> Dinkum, which is also my favorite team that I've ever been on. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, yes, I love I, Legends. I love Fair Dinkum as well. Um, it was the highlight of my trip to get to do a set with them when I was in Chicago. Um, followed closely, a tie for second was seeing Taylor and Val in person. Okay, here we go. Uh, Val, how are we looking suggestion-wise? Also, please uh, feel free to throw out suggestions now um, if you haven't already. Uh, how, how, how's everything looking over there, Val? Well, a, a John P. Jones 13 has given us a suggestion. Okay, well, no one, uh, no one will know the two of us better than John P. Jones. <laughs> All right, here we go. He's also titled the scene. <laughs> Biscuit. Biscuit, great. Taylor hawks biscuits in the town square mm-hmm. at a steep discount, mm-hmm. and Trent, the baker, is taking issue with where these cheap biscuits are coming from. Mm, love that. Thank you, John. Thanks so much. Um, Val, thank you as always. Uh, I Love Improv with Trent Dozier featuring Taylor Overstreet now presents Biscuit. Hey, I'm oh. I'm not I'm not in the mood right now. Okay, I just wanted to grab a quick word with you, Janine, if that's okay. I just it's, need a okay. quick word. It's just just because there's not a line, just because there's not a line does not mean my brain is not actively working on something or some things. I got a lot going on. Okay, I that's fine. I don't mean to I don't mean to interfere. I just I just need a quick moment of your time. I thought because there was no line right now, I thought now would be a good time just to grab a word. Also, Janine, okay, are are we officially on a first name basis? Well, I don't know. I can call you Mrs. Marzipan if that's what you no. want. No. Okay, no, Robbie. Okay, Robbie. Okay, Robbie. That's fine. You can call me Great. You I prefer ba- Are you Robert now? You've been Robbie since elementary school. Okay, don't bring Are you up- Robert now? No, I'm still, I mean, I'm, I professionally, yes, I go by Robert. It's Robert's Bakery, but, you know, I'm still that kid at heart. I'm still Robbie at heart. I'm still the boy that, you know, you grew up with. Uh, can I speak? Go ahead. Okay. I said that obviously I had an issue with you selling cheaper biscuits than what I sell in the bakery in the town square. But, but, I think it's fine if you sell them. I just want to know, why is your little stand set up in front of Robbie's uh, Robert's Bakery? I don't know. That seems like a direct shot at me. That seems like a direct shot at me because now not only not only, not only only is that still happening, you selling the biscuits, but now you're set up in front of me. And so now my biscuits are not selling at all. I haven't sold a biscuit in two weeks, Janine, and I think it's because of you. Well, what's interesting is I what, what I love about it yeah, I'm right out front. I mean, I'm across the street, but I'm right out front. I I get to look right into your storefront. <laughs> okay. I get to see it empty all day long. The line, though, they could they, – I mean, yeah, they're looking at me. They could turn around at any time. They could see what's going on. 
Okay, so you are admitting that this was an intentional choice to be set up directly across from me? Yes, it was an intentional choice. I pay nine ninety nine a month for a business coach, and the first <laughs> lesson I got nine dollars. Oh, okay. And ninety nine cents. I was gonna say a thousand dollars a month is a little expensive. For a business coach, I subscribed for a year. You pay in advance, you get the nine ninety nine rate. I'm not giving you her name. And her first piece of advice was, "Who's your competition?" Well, that's a question. And then the the advice that came after that was, "Well, how can you compete with this person?" And I thought, well, I be right out front, literally compete. So you're telling me that all this biscuit business is purely on advice from your business lady, and this has nothing to do with what happened at Winter Formal 20 years ago? <laughs> well, if you want to know the truth... I knew it! It goes. I knew it. It goes a. It goes a little bit earlier than what happened at Winter Formal. It goes about eighteen months earlier. What did I do eighteen months earlier? The first year they decide to make the archery champion at middle school camp, co-ed. You knew I was the archery champion for third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. You were the archery champion for third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And then as soon as they decide to make it co-ed, oh, you start lobbying. Like, oh, vote for me, vote for me. You got me all in my head. You know I would have smoked you in sixth grade. You know I would have smoked you in sixth grade. Okay, yes. all the Okay, all this is true. But to be fair... I was in sixth grade. I was an idiot. I did not understand that we had to shoot. It would still be determined by how well we shot. I thought there would be some <laughs> voting process at the end where they would take the male winner and the female winner, and then people would have to vote on whose was better. I didn't understand. I'm, uh, you know, I was in sixth grade. My parents were getting a divorce. I was so confused all the time. Wow. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just telling you where my head was at at the time. Please, Janine, if this is if this is what that's all about. So then, of course, of course, that's why I would try to humiliate you at Winter Formal. And that would backfire as well. I did not intend for that to backfire. It's not my fault that I got sick and didn't go to Winter Formal. So then you ended up uh, dumping a bunch of chili on the principal. That wasn't my fault. I it, I would have rather been covered at chili at winter formal. Half of it, you know, half of it ended up on me because I couldn't lift the pot by myself. <laughs> well, that sounds like a you problem. You would think you would think with all those archery muscles in your in your archery arms that you would be a little stronger. But I guess in the uh, it's true what they say: the pot of chili is heavier than the 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 sword or what you know that for, you know that. For, they do, yes, I have that crocheted above above my. Desk. I have yes. that crocheted above my toilet. Well, there you go. And yes, I do have a desk in my food truck. Okay, well. Okay, because I am a businesswoman. Oh, no, don't do that. Okay, no, don't. Good. No, 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 no. You've been. No, 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 no. And you know what? If people like my biscuits better, they could. No one's, no one's bought a biscuit in two weeks. That's not on me. That's, it's purely, that's not on it's me. It's purely a price thing. Multiple people. That's not that's on, on me. you directly. That's on you directly. Multiple people have walked into my shop and said, hey, Robbie, your biscuits are great. But you know what? The ones across the street I could get for a third of the price and twice the size. That's ridiculous, but true. 
and you're trying to put me out of business because I was in sixth grade, didn't understand the rules of an archery thing. You are selling biscuits. Last I checked for $4 a pop. Yes, correct. That's correct. No. You can't do that. That's what the that, that's what the general nation national price is right now. I I don't set the trends. I follow them. We we are in a business of creating something that literally uses the cheapest ingredients money can buy. The cheapest ingredients money can buy. Okay, what are you using? Kerrygold butter. What are you using? Something different? Are you blowing all your money on Kerrygold butter? I'm not saying how much. I, my, uh, uh, my butter budget is not what it should be. Oh. Don't, oh. don't do that. That was the second piece of advice from a business coach. <laughs> About When I told her my business plan, she said, don't go Kerrygold. She said, don't. She crocheted that thing that's next to, next to the, the chili quote. Don't blow your butter budget. Wait, are these? <laughs> she said, that's what every baker ends up doing. She said, don't blow your butter budget is every and then we started it was actually really fun because then we started kind of singing a little song she was tapping her mug on the and she said don't blow your butter budget don't blow your butter, your budget. butter budget and it was i mean see you're in it too it's a good tune uh it's a good i love tune. music i can't deny um just curious so everything that's crocheted here above your truck then th these are the tenants that your business lady gave you exactly yeah okay then in that case i'm just gonna Stop it. Stop it. Stop no, it. I just need to. Also, you, Robbie D has nothing to do with you. The one about Robbie D. Who's Robbie D? Nobody. Who's Robbie D? Just because your name is Robert DeLuise does not mean it has anything to do with you. I'm starting to think it's got a lot to do with me. Okay, well, take a peek. Robert, Robert, Robbie D has a shitty little mustache and he's a shitty. <laughs> that was a business? That's not. I haven't even had I the mean, mustache that long. I sent her, I sent her a picture of you, and that was the inspiration. That's all it you was. You sent her a picture, and it of wasn't me. supposed to be about. Well, it was just. I just said this is just to kind of give you a visual, and I said I don't want to make it personal, and that was really all she had to go on because I hadn't told her about our whole past. And okay, can I be honest? Please. And this is a nice thing I'm about to say, and I don't want you to. I don't want you to ruin it with a quip. No quips. I'll put my quips. I'll put my quips in my in my quip. My quipper. It's that's a that's a quip quiver. A quip quiver. It's uh you look really nice with a mustache. You were the first kid to go through puberty. <laughs> you had facial hair before anybody mm -hmm. else. You had the mustache and I know you got teased for it. I thought it was cute then. And it's a it's a nice look. I that's all. Thank you. I I actually uh you know, I've never told anybody this, but uh because of my early puberty, that led to my parents. Early onset puberty. You said you had EOP and nobody believed you. And I, I my brother had yeah. it. I know. Well, that, it's it, hard. That, uh, that was kind of what, that was like the main contributing factor to my parents' divorce. Uh, not the fact, not the fact that I was, not the fact that I was uh, pubescent, pubescenting early, <laughs> but uh, it was more the fact that uh, uh, my, my father has a, a recessive. Uh, early onset uh, puberty gene, um, but uh, we did find out that uh, our neighbor uh, doesn't. So that's how pretty much me hitting puberty early alerted oh. my father to the fact that uh, he oh. wasn't my real daddy. So that was kind of a 
so I just, I, yeah, I haven't heard a, it was nice to hear something nice about my facial hair. I haven't, uh, it's brought me a lot of strife over the years and, um, I thank you. Thank you for that. And, uh, if I could return the favor, I would just like to say, uh, I apologize again for all the archery stuff and then the subsequent chili situation. Um, it, maybe I could, could I take you out for dinner or something? Just like a nice dinner. Um, just to make up for it, and, uh, you know, we, if you want, we can get, uh, chili, and you can throw the chili at me, if that'll, if that'll make you feel better. And... I'm in. Oh, that was fast, that was fast response. Uh, to the, you, are you talking about the dinner thing, or the chili as well? The second part, too, but yeah, that's definitely part of it. If that's on the table, then I'm on the table. Great. I'm at the okay, table. so I'm gonna get freaking... And I'm sorry, I, I always really liked your dad. Your real dad. Your fake dad. No, yeah. Your real fake, I, I can, fake no, real no, no, dad. No, no, no. I consider him my I consider him my father still. He's absolutely. your dad. Yeah. He's I mean, he raised me. I'm obviously still in contact with him and it was uh you know, he never uh showed any distaste towards me. So credit to him. But uh yeah, you know, he had to remove himself from the situation. Understandable. Understandable, and it's uh <sighs> it shaped me, you know. It's why it's mm-hmm. why I do what I do. It's probably why I have such a short fuse because my my mom was the one who always had the bad temper and because of where school was mm-hmm. located i stayed with her most of the time and now now i got this short temper and i'm yelling at you about biscuits and i shouldn't be because it, 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 it just it's just biscuits it's just biscuit this is do you want to try do you why don't you try one is that okay i've had plenty of yours you've been in the town square for 11 years is that okay if i try a biscuit of course if you don't mind i i'll pay for it Oh, thank you. Take it. No, on the house, on the truck. If if you insist, uh, and I I don't need any I don't need any butter or honey or jelly or anything. That's what I hear. It's like it melts in your mouth. Tastes just like the Pillsbury ones right out of the can, is what I hear, which is high praise. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Oh my! What the? <laughs> You're not using Kerrygold? What butter product are you even using? Eh, this isn't. These biscuits are. Country crock. This is a country crock butter biscuit? Yes, it's a country crock butter biscuit. Oh my god. I have. To be frank with you, I'm in debt right now, and it is mostly because of the butter. If not. Don't blow your butter budget. I know, and I'm, I'm seeing now that I. You already did. Uh, okay, this is a this is the best biscuit I've ever had, and this is arguably the best piece of food I've had in my mouth ever. And uh, I don't know, my mind's racing. I got a million thoughts going right now, but uh, I think uh, I think we should combine. I think we should combine. Uh, I think Robert's Bakery should fold into. Your uh, tra- your traveling biscuit thing and vice versa. The biscuit should be part of Robert's. I'll change. I'll change the name of Robert's Bakery because this. I mean, this is going to be the top item. It's got to be. Uh, that's the offer. Uh, can we keep my name? We though? can. We can absolutely keep your name. Janini's Panini's. Jk. It's biscuits. <laughs> yeah, and because that actually that was the third piece of advice for my business coach was get silly with it, Janine. Said, she said, what's the silliest thing you've ever done? I said, I, I literally can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. I literally can't think of anything. And after, don't blow your butter budget, she started saying, Janini, Janini. And I, I was just, Janini's Panini's JK, it's biscuits. Wow. Well, I, 
It's got a ring to it. It has several rings to it because it's long-winded, and I get that. And that's why my sign was expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's working. No, I've 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 read. Um, well, I didn't read it. I saw it in a TikTok. But I saw on a TikTok that uh, the longer your name is on your business, the more it'll stay with people because they have to keep reading it, and they're like, "This is the name of the whole business." So it's a good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say absolutely we can keep it. Uh, Janini's Panini's J.K. It's biscuits, but then I think underneath we gotta do like a little parentheses like and also full bakery other than biscuits if we're combining the two okay um, and then also just to be completely upfront with you if we do combine you will also be inheriting some of the butter debt that i'm in uh so okay. that's just something to keep in oh. mind uh it's like uh you know pretty debilitating for me right now but i think uh, if we got two of us going around and now we'll have two locations one on wheels one on land then I think it should be good. If you want to say no, I understand. Um, I, e- You know what? Can I tell you something? My business coach's fourth piece of advice, it was, do you have anything that's still on your conscience? Because if you're going to be running a business, it's going to be sticking with you. And I do have something that's still on my conscience that I do feel like I should atone mm-hmm. for. You were talking about your mother's temper yeah. that you inherited. When I had my paper route, mm-hmm. when I was in second grade, I had your block, as you know, mm-hmm. and there were a few mornings where I threw the paper and she threw it back at me and I didn't like that. So I threw it back at her. Oh my. I remember when I, when, when the paper boy, she couldn't see it was four o'clock in the morning, threw it back and hit her in the face and broke her glasses. That was me. Oh my God. <laughs> and I know she had to have a surgery because of it and I never owned up to it. Janine. And so maybe, maybe butter debt is, uh. As payback. Well, I have to, to be honest with you, in terms of uh, cheating on my father and being angry at me all the time, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of my mom. Did she have it coming? She absolutely had it coming. Okay. And uh, I think this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful butter and biscuit-based business partnership. That's the scene. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the short circuit of how do we shake hands? <laughs> yeah, for everyone uh listening on a podcast, the 5 seconds of silence was Taylor and I trying to figure out how, how to yep. shake hands through the screen. Hey, we did it. I probably should have done if I did my other hand. Put your hand up so this is only for people online. <laughs> Oh, there, there it is. It is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're listening to a podcast, okay. run over here to the to the video replay so you can see the great handshaking. <laughs> yeah. Get the to YouTube. I don't crochet or embroider, but there are so yeah. many things, so many things I want to, so many little slogans I want to mark down. Well, I mean, something. you gotta start Janine's Panini's JK. It's biscuits. Based on yeah. title alone, I've been uh, I've been saying in the chat that I'm gonna make a T-shirt. It'll be a merch store. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy, buy one, one too. Janini's I'll buy an apron. We got to get aprons on the on the Trident merch store so I can buy a. Oh, we do perfect! Have I'll buy it. I'll buy a Janini's Panini's <laughs> apron. Um. Okay, Taylor. 
I have to say that uh, lived up to my expectations for what I was hoping a, a scene with you and me would be. I and Val, you can jump in on this too, because like me, you have been here for every episode. I feel like a lot of times, probably nine out of ten episodes, we do like a a conflict based start, and it never ends in the place that we ended. Which, yeah, Val's nodding. It never ends where I'm like, oh, these are like, they were maybe more caricatures at the start, but like, these people live in a real world, and they like, found a common ground, and like, I I don't know, it just felt uh, really, really kind of like, beautiful and poetic in a way that not a lot of, like, most of the scenes end like last week with Sean being a demon or whatever, Uh, and this... Or Rudy beating the yeah, crap or out Rudy of me. <laughs> Rudy beating me up, or or me and Emily demanding Val get us more drinks, or like you know, it's usually like crazier. And this was just like it ended on such a nice like yeah, that's the scene, and these guys are friends now, and it just like <laughs> it, to me it was so satisfying to be in it because it almost felt like I knew that I wanted to make the turn to friendship, and it felt like yeah. you also wanted to make that turn. And so just like, like I said, we've never played together, but I feel like I've watched you so much and you've seen me so much that we both kind of knew like where we were going. And it just like, I don't know, Val, maybe you can speak a little more to it, but it it just felt like really, really nice to me. And I, in a, in a, in a perfect way, I loved it. Yeah. It, this is one of the most lived in scenes that you've ever done on this show. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just felt real that you two knew each other yeah. in the way that you knew each other like since childhood yeah. which is like a very different kind of relationship <clears throat> than you know like adults that have become friends yeah and um and like that even the way you greeted each other which was so funny mm-hmm. and like <laughs> everyone in the chat was like that was the most amazing first exchange <laughs> and it was it was so funny but yeah the fact that you like found a way to kind of like like come together and like work through the misunderstandings and like you had all this backstory but it didn't feel like you were just sort of you know in inventing or inserting Mm -hmm. random stuff into the scene it just felt very organic and uh yeah it was really cool the journey that we went on with you through that scene yeah i also feel like i i loved it too it was very it was it was very silly in the way that i wanted to be silly playing with you specifically Mm -hmm. and i think i I feel like in in classes and shows and coaching you you get you get uh you get the the note of like not not being in conflict or not saying no a lot not you but the royal you generally we Mm -hmm. and i think for people who've known each other for a really long time meaning our characters that can be super fun Mm -hmm. you know like it's it was just more like informative of the relationship um I got to say, though, I really, when we got that suggestion, when I heard the suggestion, the first thing in my mind was like, oh, she's selling canned biscuits. (laughs) She's for sure selling (laughs) canned biscuits. And that's how she's it. Because I think there was part of it that was like, where are they coming from or something like that? Yeah. And then uh, when we started talking about the price, I was like, oh, they're, yeah, they're like popped right right out of a can. Mm. Which those biscuits... Those biscuits are good. I mean, they really are. Those are some of the best biscuits in the world. Um, but uh, but yeah, I no, I, I loved it. I yeah, loved I, the I loved the history. Yes, it was really nice. Like I, one of the benefits of 
getting the suggestion the way we get the suggestion or like the reason I like to is like the time that we spent that you and I Taylor spent discovering the shared history between these characters. If the suggestion was just biscuits, you know, the first, all that time that we spent discovering our history would have been spent discovering like, Oh, well I own the store and Taylor is a rival outside. Like, it's just like, we can sweep all that away and like I would much rather be in a world where we're not discovering the like the who what where when like I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. discover like I'm more interested in the interpersonal relationship because that's the more interesting thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if we're on Mars or underwater yeah. or in Nevada or at Val's house. Like the thing that matters is the relationship between the two characters on screen or on stage or on your podcast or whatever. But, um, so it was so nice to like, kind of like just discover those things with you too. Cause I had also felt like, um, uh, you were being a little less than reputable with the, uh, how you were coming by these biscuits. And then it kind of, it coalesced way later in the scene for me. But when you were like, yeah, they're fresh out of the oven, just like the Pillsbury ones. I was like, oh, I bet these are literally just Pillsbury ones. <laughs> and in that moment, when I when I tried it, it was very much of like, well, we're we're about to go one of two ways. I'm either going to be like, hey, I know Jack these Hughes. are Pillsbury. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I felt more like an idiot. Like the character felt more like a like a lovable idiot. So I was like, you know what? Let's go into business together. Yeah. And like, you know, that's something for Robbie to discover later that maybe Janine yeah. is uh not forthright Pulling with a fast the biscuits. One. But like yeah, for this moment it felt like this is this feels more true to like yeah. what's actually happening is like a, a reconciliation is happening, not some yeah. like accusatory thing. Yeah, if the suggestion if the suggestion were just biscuits, there's like a ninety nine percent chance I would have played like a less problematic Paula Dean sort of character. <laughs> like I would have I mean, I'm from Texas anyway. I would yeah. have had a southern accent. I probably would have been about thirty years older than I am. Um, yeah. So I, I liked the whoever you are, John P. Jones thirteen. That was a <laughs> a rich, buttery suggestion. Yes, thank you. I thank you, it. John P. Jones 13, whoever you may Perfect be. Perfect stranger to the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that you said, Taylor, that I wanted to circle back to was um, the, the, the quote-unquote conflict of it all. And uh, I this Val knows this, something that I feel like we haven't talked about uh, as much recently on the show, but something in the, in the early episodes that I feel like we hit a lot were um, – the idea of like you you learn the rules of improv so you can break the rules of improv and what yeah. you said where like we are two experienced players and like even though we've never played together we've never done improv together in any capacity like a rehearsal uh, an actual show over zoom anything but like you know we're friends and I know you've done a lot of improv. You know I've done a lot of improv. And we, like, there's just that trust. So, like, because we know the rules, like, beginning improvisers absolutely should follow the rules because they don't have hundreds of hours of experience. But because, like, the three of us on this Zoom right now, we all have hours, hundreds of hours of experience, like, 
doing improv. We know how to do it. We know, like, if we stray too far from the path, we can get back on. So, like, everything you were saying about that, I I totally agree. And, like, once you're established, like, take risks. Take chances. Mm -hmm. Because if stuff blows up, you know, because you have all this experience, you can find a way back to the path, so to speak. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I just that really uh that registered for me and it felt like uh something we haven't talked about on the on yeah. the show for quite some time but i do think it's like a very uh a very central theme mm-hmm. um when you were you gonna say something though oh i was just gonna kind of hop on and say like the other part of it is like as long as you're agreeing with your scene partner yeah. if you're disagreeing in the scene it's okay yeah Right. Like as long as you're both on the same page, I think a lot of times and I was guilty of this early in improv too. like, you know, you fight or like try to establish dominance because you're nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're insecure on stage. And, uh, you know, that's different than having like a like a disagreement with your scene partner in the scene yes. that you're both on the same page. For. Yeah. Um, so it's like another kind of reason why that rule exists to protect like newbies but yeah like you don't you can kind of throw it by the wayside mm-hmm. once you're once you have enough confidence as well as experience that like this isn't about you this is about these random invent invented yeah. people that you're playing in this scene. yeah and it's also like our characters janine and robbie agreed that they were arguing and they agreed that they were arguing about the same thing it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like janine was like robbie you are trying to make bread with a basketball. And Robbie was like, not only am I not doing that, I'm not even trying to make bread, actually. You know? You don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you're stupid. You don't know. You're actually a fish. And I'm Triton. And that's what this scene's been. Like, I feel like that's what those beginning things. You're right, Val. It totally stems from a place of, like, nerves and, like, not wanting to get made look like a fool, which is... Right. comes back to a point Which, that I make all the time is we are adults playing make believe for yeah. for no money so it's like you already look stupid so embrace Just it. Just cuz we love it. Exactly. And what you eventually learn is the stupider you look yeah. and the lower status you are, the more the audience loves yes. you. Yeah, they're on your side. <laughs> yes. Right. No one no one has ever left an improv show and been like Man, the guy who committed to the dancing bit, I didn't really like very much. But the guy I loved was the one who stood against the back wall with his hands in his pockets the whole time, <laughs> looking like he was way too cool to be there. I'm so glad he was on stage. I looking can relate like he didn't to that guy. Yeah, just like, you got to embrace it. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say something that is uh, not, not exactly, not directly related to anything we've talked about, but I can see in the screen, I see this beautiful i love improv logo and i was just thinking like this one of the things i love the most is well i love i love a mono scene we talked about that earlier mm-hmm. i love a mono scene i love to prov it's that's like this is like my two favorite things about improv mm. and for me like there's a lot you can like digest afterward like even like i'm thinking now like oh i bet this is true about these two and this is true but even as you're going through it i feel like what i love so much about these kind of slower um two-person scenes where you can kind of take your time is it's like it's not like thinking too much during the scene but it's like all this stuff was coming to me like I these two I imagined grew up like a block away from each other I I felt like we had older siblings that were friends and we just sort of were always hanging out 
we were kind of like rivals, but then in middle school where you like start to have friends where Mm -hmm. maybe if like you've, you've not really been friends, but then it's like, okay, we're kind of friendly. Like we had this pact to pull a prank on the principal. Uh And I was thinking like, this was probably like Robbie's deal. Like everyone expected it from him. And he sort of like turned Janine to like, Oh, do something crazy, Janine. Uh (laughs) And there's just like all this fun stuff. And, and I was just like, just now starting to think about like, I wonder what's happened in the last 20 years. Like what, you know, they've been living in the same town or maybe they came back or whatever, but I love, uh, it's also super fun when you're watching to fill in those gaps, you know, like I do that when I'm watching shows like, Oh, I bet this is true about these two. Um, and yeah, that was, it was just super fun to think about like all this history. I loved all this stuff about your parents, the early onset puberty. Like, you know, I had early (laughs) onset puberty. Like it was hard for me. I mean, those details, I just, yeah, you got me, you got me when you called it EOP too. I was, (laughs) I was not expecting it. That was very funny. I'm, yeah, I, I was. I knew about it. I was aware. I I think I've talked about this on the show before too. But like, it is uh, Tuprov to me, and why I want this show to be Tuprov is twofold. Which is like one, because it's easier to book one guest than like trying to get a team and then all doing it on Zoom or whatever. But but two, I think Tuprov to me is like the most rewarding of all the types of improv you could do basically because you know a lot of people are like well it's so much more work like you have to remember everything or whatever and like it's just you and your teammate up there and like especially like when cam and i play together former guests of the show cam hurt when cam and i play together we play like we typically do a mono scene also but we play like 15 characters in one yeah and people are always like how are you keeping track and you know all this stuff but like whether it's that or something like this where it's just you and me playing the same characters for 15 minutes, it's like, to me, it's so much easier to remember everything and to stay focused because I'm on stage the whole time. I don't have time to be off stage thinking about, like, hmm, how can I edit this scene or what walk-on could I do to enhance this or, you know, whatever. Like, when I'm doing two-prop, it's just me and my partner. So I got to worry about three things. I have to worry about myself. I have to worry about them, and I have to worry about the audience. And that's so easy to do. To, In my opinion, that's so easy to do. And, like, because I'm in it the whole time, I'm focused. And, like, it's so much easier to remember what I named you instead of, like, oh, man, what did Val name John in the scene that Val and John did together? Because, like, you know, maybe I'm thinking, like, okay, we're in the third beat, and I haven't been on stage yet, so I should probably start the game here or, you know, whatever in your <laughs> in your Herald show at I.O. you're thinking. Um, but I just think, like, you know, two-prov is very intimidating to a lot of people just because it's just you and your teammate up there. And I, I think it's the most rewarding, and I arguably think it's easier than being on a full team. Yeah. It's- I've always wanted to do two prov and I've never actually. What done. is that real? Val, you and Allie should do like a uh, small prop or something at LSI. I've told Allie at least a half dozen times that I love, I would love to do two prov and she, I just like leave it there because I don't want her to feel pressured mm-hmm. and she's never been like, oh yeah, we should do it together. <laughs> I'll do two prov hey, with you. <laughs> okay, I'd have big shoes to fill, but Val can coach me on technically producing this show. I can come and do Val's job. Val can just sit back and have some fun. Uh-huh. Do oh, some two prop. It'd be perfect. We both would we, we would both be trying something new. <laughs> All right. Deal. 
you know? Well, I've never technically <laughs> produced a show. Well, Look at this quality. It, this is all about. I've said it before. <laughs> I know it is. I know I know you know, but I I'll say it for everyone listening. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh the the visual and like audio quality of this show would part of my language fucking suck if it was not for Val because I'm so technically like incoherent. That's not even the right word. I can't even speak English, let alone know how to do this stuff. So like if this was just me up here, it would be it would be an old recording of me and Taylor on a Zoom, probably cutting in and out. Uh exactly. Val's a genius. Show your appreciation for Val in the chat right now and please, anytime you see please her. Please do. Y'all stop it. But thank you. I do it because this is super fun for me to get to see this and be a part of this and meet all your awesome pals mm -hmm. and Val, you're one of those awesome pals uh <laughs> taylor you are also one of those awesome pals as we know um like i said i i had a blast um the scene was so fun and like it was i've you know sometimes you built up build up a moment of like finally getting to play with someone in your head and then like it happens and you're like ah shoot i i messed that up that should have been better and i felt so thoroughly satisfied with the scene that we did so i loved it good i'm glad i loved it thank you uh thank you for doing the show um if you want to see more of taylor uh after thanksgiving just go check out the local <laughs> chicago hospitals she'll probably be in one of those giving birth uh, <laughs> will you be. can try and get a glimpse see what's going on <laughs> oh Oh, oh, brother. Uh, uh, actually, you did. You asked if, yeah, you asked if I had anything to plug. And I love, I loved the honesty of like, I'm assuming no, but do you have anything to plug? Because, yeah, that's a, that's a fair assumption. You're um, eight months what? pregnant. What am I? <laughs> no, I know. It's true. Exactly. I'm not doing anything. Um, some people, I mean, some people are, they're out there. Uh, I think Unji Kim and I, our due dates are very similar yeah. to each other, and she's out there doing stand-up and nonstop. So more power to mm -hmm. her. Um, but when you ask if I had anything to plug, uh, this is this is very timely for right now. But one thing I would like to plug is the Astros in the World Series because I am a lifelong Astros fan. I know that's steeped in controversy even these last few years. <laughs> um, but I have I, all I wanted to do uh, during this show, I wanted to not yawn, mm -hmm. not because I have a toddler or I'm eight months pregnant, but I've been staying up way later than I typically would watching these games yeah. that last night was infuriating. And um, I have not checked on the score tonight. Mm -hmm. I have not had any tabs open. My phone is not out. Wow. And wow. it's... 9 p.m. So they're like two hours into the game. So I'm going to check on it and see how it's going. Well, um, wow. Taylor, I love you. No offense. Go Phillies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I figured I don't know if it has anything to do with Nia being in your household. I actually wanted to ask. No, Nia, no. Like, I mean, Nia is a family. Nia is actually a Cubs fan because she grew up in Pittsburgh and the Pirates have sucked her whole life. Oh. Uh, and then she moved to Chicago, and she was like, boom, done. This is my team. Yeah. And then they won the World Series that year, so really worked mm. out for her. Um, wow. I It's uh, it's purely a, on my end, like, uh, about the cheating. Get the Astros out of here, you know? And you know what? They they didn't ha they didn't need to. I know. That's what's so that's, upsetting. That is what's so upsetting. They, they are a great team. They're a great team. Uh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough baseball talk. Uh, as always, go Giants. Giants are the best franchise ever existed. <laughs> and arguably, arguably more important. 
Dodgers suck. Okay. Uh, Val, if you could <laughs> uh, throw this into the chat right now. The next uh, oh, yeah. Cam and Trent's family reunion, the previously discussed Cam Hurt and I, uh, host a show once a, once a month here in lovely Los Angeles, California. If you're around on uh, Friday, November 30th at 7 p.m., we'll be back at the Yard Theater. Um, also, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but we're – the show is a part of a thing called the Chilax Collective, which is a bunch of Chicago improvisers who moved from Chicago to L.A., hence the name Chilax. Um, and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Yard Theater, you can go see a uh, show produced by Chicago improvisers. Um, it's really fun, and um, I feel like we're gaining a lot of momentum. And uh, the show that Cam and I just had was really great, too. And um, it's been really fun. It's been really fun to like find our footing out here in L.A. So if you're in L.A., um, on the 30th specifically, come check that out or any other Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Yard or visit the Yard Theater in general. They have great shows there all the time. Um, also, Val, I don't have a ticket link for this, so don't worry about it, but um, hopefully I'll have one. Or uh, There definitely is one. I got to find it. If you're listening to this on a podcast, it's in there. Um, but uh, November 18th, Friday, November 18th, I'm going to be in Portland, Maine, and I will be doing uh, a show called Comedy Town with former guest of the podcast, John Randall. Uh, Comedy Town was a show that him and I hosted in Chicago for about a year and a half before the pandemic shut us down. Um, but we've done those in L.A. and Valparaiso, Indiana as well. And, uh, oh, at Made Up Theater in Fremont, California. So we've taken it all around. Um, I'm going to be in New York for a week. And the end of that trip, we're going to drive up to Maine and do a show. So if you're in Portland, Maine, I think the theater's called One Fellowship Theater or something like that. If To rule them all. Yeah, One Fellowship to rule them all. If you're in Maine, I think hopefully some of those words made sense to you. Um, and the ticket link I'll put in the uh, show notes of the podcast. Um, but go check those out. If you're around and, and looking for some, some fun stuff, it's all fun people everywhere. Um, I only try to associate my people with people, or try try to associate myself with people who I think are both good people and good performers. So hopefully, I'm only recommending high quality stuff. Uh, okay, we got to get out of here. It's the top of the hour, and I'm rambling on. So it's time to end the show. Taylor, thank you as always, or Val, thank you as always. Taylor, thank you for specifically this, but also thank you. What a delight! Thank you in general. Um, I love knowing both of you. Both of you are lights in my life. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching live, uh, if that's how you did it, or thanks for listening on a podcast, if that's how you did it. We will be back um, in one month, first Wednesday of December, with a brand-new guest for our final episode of the year. Oh, sad. But it will also be very fun. Okay. Okay, I'm rambling. That's enough. Hope to see you in L.A. or Portland or Chicago or wherever you may be. Uh, this was I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. I'm Trent Dozier. And you gotta remember, baby, I love improv. <laughs> Bye. Bye. To I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe to and follow the Trident Network on Twitch. I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a part of the Trident Network learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The Isle of Improv live stream features technical support from Val Agnew. The 
theme music was composed by Nia D'Amelio, and the podcast was edited by me. We return on Wednesday, December 7th, live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern.